Greetings. Greetings. <laughs> oh, man. It is... Um, what's the opposite of daylight savings, Funky Phil? <coughs> oh, man. I don't know. Standard? Daylight n- non-saving? Daylight spending. Oh. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. It's the opposite of daylight savings now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. Came in. Just feels like it's the middle of the day right now. Got up. Yeah. I love it. This I love this time of year because I can wake up early, feel great, feel like I slept in, and it's like six forty-five. I feel yeah. like Stan Bicknell right now, waking up early, getting things done. <laughs> Just call me Thomas Lang, yeah. dude. You, yeah, <laughs> um, Stan Lang. <laughs> I got up early this morning. Uh, ate my oatmeal, drank my water, and went on a bike ride. People, oh yeah. I'm back at it. Back at it. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. I, I always want to get it done in the morning, but daylight savings messes with me, dude. Seven o'clock is early in the morning. I don't feel like doing anything but sleeping some more at seven in the morning. Mm. And I like force myself to get up sometimes, but there is no like, man, I feel like getting out there and getting on a bike ride. Try getting up at four in the morning. Dude, with Stan. No, no chance. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Stan. No chance. Um, Anyways, maybe he's he's probably just going to be like, you got to want it. Like, you yeah. got to want it more. You got to want it. You got to drink more coffee. That's why we suck. That's probably why, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, man, I got up, did it, went on a bike ride, came in here, haven't stretched. I feel stiff. Just ate, a, just like smashed a whole bowl of pad thai with tofu. Pad, Try to replenish. Pad thai? Yeah. This early in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I had oatmeal early, early in the morning. So this is like lunch. Okay. And I need to replenish. So you've had two meals already. Yeah. <laughs> I've had zero. <laughs> Dude, you've just been drinking coffee. It's true. That's why you're so thin and good looking. And I'm trying to b- ride bikes and shed some of this weight, man. Mm. Get down to my fighting weight. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, so we're starting the show a little late. Anyways, we're here. Back at it. We're not going to do a bonus episode this week. We're just going to do a real normal episode. Straight up normal. Yeah, this is the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 61, I believe. Yeah. 61. I'm Corey Kingston, sitting across from me, producing the show, turning knobs, getting here super early, has a key to the beat locker now. Yeah. In here practicing, just doing, just, dude, make yourself at home, Phil. I mean, geez. No, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, I've been coming here like a few, <laughs> I came here a few times this week. Hey, at least somebody's using it, man. I'm just kidding. At again. least. <laughs> uh, that voice you hear, it's the one, it's the only. Fantastic, filthy, funky Phil Pardell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, funky Phil? Me. Yeah. Nah. Coming you. in here, setting everything up, up while I'm just out there freaking recreating. Yeah, and eating lots of food. Yeah, and eating food and just having the time of my life while Phil is in here just working his butt off. Jeez, man, I got to get it together. <laughs> uh, we got a fantastic show for you guys this week. Uh, we have... A different kind of out of the box, uh, but still very high profile guest this week. Yes, so, we do. Yes. Um, this woman, it's a woman, is at the top of her field in uh, tap dancing. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a foot percussionist. 
Big time. So we're going to get into it. Well, her name is Sarah. Man, I hope I'm saying her last name. Her name is Sarah. I'm going to get to how she, what her last name is. Um, <laughs> she's she's world-renowned, though. She's amazing. She rips. She's like, I don't know who she would be like. She's like the t- Vinnie Caliuta of, of tap dancers. Wow, yeah. Something like maybe a more younger, hipper, younger guy, girl. Like, she's like the pocket queen of tap dance except mm. she called us back and didn't ghost us Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right pocket queen that's right you can just call people back we try to get her on the, fo- on the show <laughs> don't make me no i'm no. just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding all right anyways um yeah she's she, so we're gonna get into it with sarah um she's again like world renowned amazing but we'll get into it later phil First, let me tell you about this show. Oh, boy, my computer just went dark. All right. It's a Drummergate podcast. You can get this podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Drumbrigade.com, Spotify, Radio Public. Um, I'm missing some. This might, this must be an old list. All uh, the places. All, all the places. <laughs> Overcast. Our website. Our website. If you can't yeah. get them anywhere else, just go to the website. Click on the podcast tab, and there's a, a clickable link for you to um, get all that jazz. All right? Um, we have a Patreon. You want to support us? Go ahead and do that. It's a Drum Brigade Patreon. Phil and I both have websites. It's uh, Corey Kingston, K-O-R-E-Y-K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. Phil Pardell, not Funky Phil Pardell. PhilPardell.com, P-A-R-D-E-L-L. Um there we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, I just uploaded. Well, I didn't upload to my website, but I should. I have a I have a vlog that I do called A Day in a Life of a Drummer. About to upload uh, part two of my Mexico City trip. Um, Is it part two? Yeah. Part one was just like a travel day and me getting sick. Okay. Part two is actual performance day and and then getting home, trying to cross the border, and then going straight to another gig. With the schmucky medals. Yeah. Yeah. We heard all about that. It's on the funny. bonus episode you, last week. You see me, you see me, you, this is like a real day in a life. Cause you see me play like one of the dopest shows ever, you know, like for me, it's a, it's a good show. And then you see me go through all these shenanigans crossing the border. And then you see me play like the dumbest gig ever, <laughs> but like, it's not the dumbest, but that sounds really negative, but like just the wedding. It was just a wedding in San Diego. It was a beautiful place to have it, but it was just like I'm playing like on a bigger stage and like I'm I'm playing like in a ska big band and then I'm playing like Uptown Funk. Like something like that, like Uptown Funk or something, you know, and you see the contrast of really what we do as drummers. Anyways, go check it out, subscribe, all that stuff. I also upload them to um IGTV on my personal one, which is at Corey Kingston. Uh, Funky Phil has educational stuff, videos, play-alongs, sheet music on his website. And, uh, yeah, same thing. Go subscribe. Always, as usual, subscribe to the Drum Brigade for all things Drum Brigade. Last week, Phil, we had a shed in here. First shed of the Beat Locker. And I wasn't there. Wasn't there. It's all right. Um, I found out that I actually do suck at drums. No, I was not good, Phil. I was not good. I feel like that's how I feel after every single time I've shedded. Yeah, I I came in pretty confident and left like, wow, 
I couldn't execute any of the stuff that I used to be able to execute. Mm. I'm no one's impressed with what I'm playing. Not one person. I don't believe that. <laughs> Everybody's just like, hmm, yeah, neat. Let's no, go to the next one. I don't believe you at all. Uh, Fireman Eric came through. One of my students came I miss through. Fireman Eric. I know. Um, uh, Carson Ford came through. He was one of our guests a few weeks ago. That kid, I say kid, but he's like 21. He is so good at drums, dude. Yeah, he is. Holy moly. Like, I've never shed with him. He was, he's good. He's a good, good drummer. Uh, James came through, man. James, <clears throat> I know, I saw that. Cobra Kai came through. Cobra Kai? Yeah. Get out. Yeah, him and Fireman Eric were playing on the super pads till like almost one in the morning. And I was like, all That's, right, guys, we got to wrap it I up. I believe that. <laughs> They're like, what about this variation? What about that variation? Look at this diddle flapple diddle. Yeah, they were going in, dude. And I was just like, oh, boy. Uh, so it wasn't bad, though. It was like I was getting a kick out of that. That people are here and we're using this place for what it's supposed to be used for, our community. So um, that's what we're about here at Drum Brigade, people. We're just trying to do stuff for the drum community, whether you're an upcoming drummer. Like one of my students came. He's 10 years old. Jumped in the mix. Was loving a bit of it. Loved Carson. They play open like they don't play crossed over. You know, like they play like left-handed but on a right-handed kit. Both of them do. So he 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 was like, that guy Carson's really good. And um, that was really cool for me to see that. My student is, he was trying to do, 10 years old, trying to do stuff that he we've been working on using like techniques and, and rhythmic scale stuff that we've been working on. And then he would see somebody else do something and kind of latch onto it and try to execute that. And then he, I was watching him try to be creative and like make up stuff on the fly and then it was working and then like other people were like oh that's a good idea let me take what he just did this 10 year old kid and take it to another level so that's super cool it was very that was the first time i've experienced one of my students come into a shed like a young student and um i was really it was really cool so that's awesome anyways um we got a lot to talk about um the normal shenanigans we got a guest coming up in a few minutes so let's get into it, Funky Phil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Happy to be here, Funky Phil. Me too. Yeah. Today's going to be a good day. It's going to be a busy day, but it's going to be a good day. Yeah. What do you, what do you got going on tonight? Got uh, a tin roof thing? So, no, I'm, uh, so I'm playing on a cruise I'm playing the Flogging Molly Salty Dog Cruise this weekend. Uh, wifey gets to come. Not her scene, but she gets to come. Yay. <laughs> uh, so I'm playing with Hepcat on this this cruise. Um, so I have rehearsal with them tonight in L.A. Ooh, fun. Um, yeah. So um, I, I, I don't like rehearsals, but I'm just going to make the best of it. I have to kind of go to Orange County for some things, so I might as well just go out there and have a rehearsal yeah yeah so that's what i got going on today that's why i wanted to go on a bike ride this morning because i was gonna be i'm gonna be sitting in my car like all for like four hours today Ooh. at least um so i like to be a little bit more active than just sitting in my car i, I know i'm gonna be playing drums tonight and probably walking around a little bit here and there today but uh yeah 
So I was like, I it's this is a non-negotiable. I need to ride today. I need to get some exercise. So I did. Um, anyways, Funky Phil, I don't want to talk about my week because you know what's coming. Uh oh. The button will be pushed. Really? So let's talk about your week. Damn. <laughs> I did have a pretty good week, but last night is a different story. So let's just talk about that in a few minutes or okay. maybe after our guest. Um, Fair enough. You subbed a gig for me last night. I did. Night, played thank, with. Thank you for having me yeah, sub for you, man. Of course. Of course. Uh, I still have a gig though, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't, I can't touch you. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> So you played with Lee Lee Rose and James East, yeah. which is, it used to be the Marcel gig, or it yeah. is the Marcel gig, whatever, whatever, however you want to the think about Eddie it. The Eddie V's. The yeah. Eddie V's gig. Uh, people touch your cymbals? Yes. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's part I, of the gig. I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't mind it as much as you do, I don't think. Oh, man. I, know. The, I could see if it, on a regular basis, if I, if I was there all the time, it, I could see it getting old. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when I was there, I thought it was hilarious. I kind of wanted to get more <laughs> pictures of people doing it to send oh, you. <laughs> Just to, to, how many people? How many people are we talking? Um, there's at least three. Oh my gosh, people. that's that's and, a monumental amount. And one drunk fool was there. He like came in for seconds and thirds. What? Yeah, that that dude. I sent you a video. Of he just kept doing son. it. Yeah. Oh no, wanted, no. He, but he always asked. At least he asked. <laughs> He did ask. No one's ever asked me. No, one lady did. She ran in and yeah, I told you about that story. She ran in from outside. As soon as I put, like, as soon as I placed my ride on the thing, hadn't even screwed on the wing nut, she ran in. Oh my gosh, can I touch your symbols? I'm like, what world? What world is this? That's um, so funny. Yeah, as soon as I set up, there's some father leaving with his daughter and they like immediately went over and started oh, no, no, touching no. stuff before they left. Oh my god! I would be like, I would probably freaking lose it. I didn't care. Oh my god! I would, I would lose my mind. They weren't being loud. They were just, you know. I would, I would hit him with the "What the heck is wrong with you?" Well, the kids, you know, the kids get so excited for. Drums. I don't get. This is not a toy. That's what I would be saying. <laughs> what is this? I don't go to your freaking job and hit space bar for you. I gotta say though, I, uh, I got these symbols. So people can touch him? No. No, I got these symbols expecting to play um, a wide variety of music on them. Yeah. And I have. But hot damn, they sound good for jazz. Yes. Oh, my Lord. You guys that, play jazz? A little bit. Yeah. It's kind of You have jazzy. to play really quiet and light yeah. anyways. I got to be more jazzy than I do most of the time. Oh, good. Um, But, oh, man, that ride... I already know that ride sounds that dope. That ride is glorious, dude. Especially with I got those jazzy sticks. Oh man, on it, and it just is. Uh, you got the the uh, what's it called? Ride sticks. Um, I did use some ride sticks. Yeah, I, I ran out of light sticks. I need to. Oh, those I need to best. go get get some more from Haram. But I had to. It was last minute, so I was like, I need to get. I, I just yeah. went to guitar center those are what i use every that's what i use every time every gig for yeah for with at that gig that thing sounds so good though man with with those sticks it just sound let me borrow it (laughs) i do want you i want you to use it sometime because it's it's just gonna make me mad because i'm never gonna play those symbols 
I'm never gonna like jump ship and like move to those that symbol company. That's cool for personal reasons. Yeah, <clears throat> but it do, they do sound immediate immediately. You just tap one, you're like, oh my god, yeah, these sound amazing. Yeah, I don't always have that with other companies. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're anyway. Dope. Uh, um. Yeah. So it was a super. It sucks. Night. Basically, is the word. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's dope, man. That's like dope. It's so, like dope. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't there. I can't believe how many people like nobody touches my symbols anymore. Really? I, I may, well, not nobody, but I, I take them off on the brakes. <laughs> but for me, it's not necessarily like I make jokes about them eating calamari and then coming and touching my st- my symbols. That's fine. I touch my symbols. You know, they're not, I'm not like the super polished guy. Don't put fingerprints on my symbols. I thought you used gloves. No, <laughs> like no. these white artists i use the mickey mouse ones that are giant and puffy and they're only three fingers they're like microfiber (laughs) yeah no i'm not that guy i don't care like i I like my symbols to be patinaed and stuff it's just the principle of the fact of the matter the entitlement of this is obviously a toy i'm gonna go put my hands all over it yeah I get it. I you get wouldn't it. do that in any other situation. If a gardener is gardening, you wouldn't go and pick up a shovel and start messing with it. Yeah. If a chef was cooking, you wouldn't touch the meat that he's preparing. Nope. Yeah. So stop touching my symbols. They're not for you to touch. You're not a drummer. It's true. I'm not getting on a soapbox right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. But it was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun playing with them. What else James. did you do? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. James was what? He just rips. Yeah. He's, he's so good. The Lee, nicest guy Lee, ever. Lee's so good. They're both, everyone's so nice and so chill. And yeah. it's just like such a good vibe. Lily has impressed me so much where at first I was like, oh, okay. And now I'm like, dude, she's a good singer. Yeah. She's and a awesome. good songwriter. Do you guys do any um, originals? Yeah. We did one of her originals. Yeah. It was so good. Don't feel bad that you didn't know it because honestly, I haven't listened to one of her originals. I just like wing it every time and I feel super bad. I need to do it. But I've, the problem is I've just had so much music to learn and listen to that. I haven't had an opportunity to really dive in. Yeah. She's a good songwriter though. man. And like, you know, she's like, she's like, uh, equally as like dope at dancing and, and like all kinds of other stuff. She's, she does a model too. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. But her, her vocal, her voice, and like her, her singing ability is, I think it's, I think she's bigger than that room. Like she's, she could easily be like a huge pop star. Mm-hmm. She's, um, I, I don't know. Maybe she will. I think she might, you know, she's got the, she got her head in the right place too, where she's just like, kind of like bring it on. Like yeah. she's not afraid. Yeah. She goes full bore. And she's, like. she's very confident in everything that she's do- She does like when she's on the stage, she's confident and comfortable in her own skin She's not trying to be something where she, she is trying to be like an artist and have this cool jazzy vibe. Like, was she like, we got the thorns trio. Yeah. We got Phil on the drums. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. We got James on the bass. Were you there? <laughs> that's what she does every time. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey man, that's her thing, dude. The that's thor- her thing. The thorns trio. Yeah. yeah the like thorns that. trio. Because she's Lily Rose, yeah, yeah, and you're the Thorns, thorns Trio, yeah, and then and then she'll, she, there's been a couple times where she's like, "We got the Thorns Trio," and then all of a sudden she's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going?" Like totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dying laughing. Like, yeah, she's she's dope, man. She's funny. She's really cool. She's so good, man. So good. Yeah, 
I think next year um, we're going to be doing a lot of work together, like outside of Eddie V's. I think we're going to, I want to shift some things in my life and career and stuff next year. Um, more drum brigade stuff. Yeah. Focus harder on drum brigade and close some other doors. I think mm. for me, like that's taken away my time. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, man, I, I don't, I feel weird like putting this in the universe and I don't want the wrong people to take this the wrong way, but like, I want to do less schmucky metal gigs, man. I feel you. On I that. need to start like, like slimming that down to, to do because that's, that's, that's not my career. That's my job, you know? Yeah. But, um, and I, and it's meant to, it's set up to be like that. It's set up to be your, your job so you can do your artistic creative stuff on the side, but make money, you know? Yeah. But it's easy to, for that to take over. It's easy for it to take over. This is the same way I felt when I was teaching where I was like, man, I feel like I'm cheating on my business when I'm going clocking into this job and it shouldn't be like that right now. Everything's great because I'm, I'm paying off bills and I'm making money and I'm, I have a lot of work. I have like almost too much work, Mm -hmm. but, um, I, I think these, we, yeah, things have to be adjusted. So, um, it's not going to happen right away, but yeah, it needs to happen. So I, I feel like Lily Rose is one of the, the projects that I want to do more with. And, cool. um, and then shuffle and bang is another thing I want to do more with. Yeah. Like really do more with Dude, I'm in the same, same boat as you. I want to do more original stuff and yeah. Yeah. I want to, I'm, I'm trying to get a setup to do more drum tracking and stuff for higher yeah at my house you can do that do more audio production stuff i want to utilize this space too more i want to do a lot more with filming um we haven't done we haven't done hardly any you know and um so i'm working on building my film stuff not not like anything crazy just like more vlogger style stuff um dude that new gopro i want to get so bad (laughs) want to get a, like I have I have like three GoPros but they're older and now they have like a stabilization mode. Yeah. And, and your this, phone got that? Yeah, but it's hard to vlog on your phone. It's yeah. easier when you just have a separate camera and you can take out an SD card and plug it into your computer and edit away. Yeah, I feel you. So, I thought I mean I I was I I got this phone to be like I'm just going to vlog on this now, but it's it's harder. It's not easier said than done. Um anyways, Enough about that. Um, I had one other show I wanted yeah? to mention. Well, I had a good week. It was it was uh, balanced. We did a I did an original show. Nice. But um, we did. Uh, I played with Cassie B Project at Moonshine Beach. Which have you that. played at any of the Moonshine venues? Mm-mm. They're like country um, venues. They're like geared towards country music and yeah. stuff. But they do it right. They are my favorite places to play now. Like, better than the Belly Up to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, the Belly Up is great. Um, it's amazing. And I guess it's a little more centered on originals. But, dude, these places are great. They pay good. Really? Early sound check, but you get a real, real sound check. Yeah. Like, real in-depth. And then they clear out. It's all, you know, the house is closed when you're sound checking. And then... Um, the sound is great. Really good. I had, he had a huge, I had like an 18 inch sub oh, dope. next to the drums. Like nice. And then I did in ears. So he had K 
kick going through the sub so I could feel it. Yeah. And in my ears a bit. Somebody was just telling me about that last night and how they do that. But they got like, you know, top notch pro sound, pro lights, huge room. Wow. Um, and then they, they, uh, they party, man. They get people in there and um, get them all riled up. They do like line dancing classes. What? Yeah, uh, group line dancing classes, and like they have like they just have like um, these like beautiful women that are that are also great dancers and mm. performers that are there there to like teach dance classes. But then they also like hang out and dance on the stage with us while we're playing. What? Too. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's cool. And by the time we go on, I mean, we only played an hour and a half, but by the time we go on, the place is completely packed. Wow. And um, they're just like all loose and ready. Yeah. And then we just go up there and kill it. And this, it's just epic. Great Dang. lights, everything. Hour and a half, bing, bang, boom, we're done. Oh, and we get free food too. Dude, what is, where is this place? There's one downtown called Moonshine Flats. Okay. And there's one in Pacific Beach called wow. Moonshine Beach. And they're both awesome wow um that's cool highly recommend it and the the guy that runs it is a drummer great drummer really yeah super nice guy really cool so did you guys have to play country though we did yeah we learned a few country tunes for these okay and i think we're probably gonna tack on a few more but But these days it's good to have some of that in your set anyway yeah these days like the countries like like you have to know a few but like a lot of the country stuff is real poppy anyways and they're doing line dances to like hip-hop songs and stuff yeah yeah, so. it was uh, man. That that place I, is so good. I feel like every venue should be like that. It's That's just, cool. I mean, not not necessarily all country themed, but like just the way they treat the musicians. And, yeah, there needs to be more whole, of that, man. How seriously they take like the job of filling their venue with people like right. they don't they're not expecting us to bring everyone. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. They make the venue the spot to be right, and then they put the right bands in front of them and that's like, what i'm saying that needs to it. change like that that it needs to be more like that you know like yeah you, it's enough of this sell tickets you you sell tickets and like these promoters don't care if people show up or not because the bands have paid to play there it's so ridiculous yeah so well that's cool anyway it was super fun night good weekend yeah that's good and halloween was rad i know oh, you, don't, yeah. you don't do that but no but it was did cute. you dress up i didn't but the boys did <laughs> And Felix got a ton of candy. Really? Yeah. What did he go as? Um, some like spooky ancient skeleton <laughs> guy with like glowing bones. And uh, okay, so he's not at the age where he wants to specifically be like some something from some movie or something that he's seen. Yeah, well, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. He it was kind of a last minute change. Okay, and he wanted to do that one. And then Milo was like a little uh, chameleon. <laughs> we got a little baby chameleon and like a little curly tail on the back and it was so cute but he hated it really he's just so pissed off the whole time like we got him smiling and walking around a couple times yeah. but he was not feeling it huh um yeah i don't know like my week was was very normal um just played what did i monday we had the shed all right i'm just curious because i covered for you last night yeah what did you did you have a, a schmucky medals last night? No, I played with uh, Jasmine Rogers at um, at Paula Casino. Oh, and we're gonna get into that soapbox. There is a big soapbox. About oh this. man, I could have. Was it a late night one? No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was six to eleven. 
Oh, I wouldn't have made it. I was like, I could have stopped by on my way home. Oh, man. But, uh, Garbage, that place. I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. Yeah. But... Um, so what happened was, uh, so I've told, I've, I've said this before, but Marcel, Marcel was my regular Sunday gig, yeah. which is the gig you played last night. Marcel moved, told us he was moving like next month I'm going to be moving. And I panicked and booked a bunch of gigs. Uh huh. I just took on like a bunch of gigs to like fill in hopefully for my Marcel leave my Marcel gig leaving. Well, I didn't know that we were just going to have a sub come in and take over. And I didn't know that was for sure. I was like, look, I don't know. Like, what's for sure is what's happening now. But I don't know if this girl is going to work out or this, whoever we get. And so I'm going to just do what I do and find work. And so I found work. And that it ended up the Eddie V's gig continued with Lily. Yeah. And so now I'm playing out all the gigs that I booked because I don't want to bail on them. But, um, so yeah, I have gigs throughout, like throughout the rest of the year and then a few into next year that, nice. um, I need to sub out. So, uh, I well, think you might know. be able to play, uh, <laughs> this Sunday with them too. I have to check with them and see. Um, Oh yeah. But yeah, cause I'm, I'm not going to be here. So snap. Yeah, I got a few, like quite a few, but I I always ask either like Kevin Aguchi or you. Yeah, I'll probably start asking Carson if you if you guys can't do it, but then I might lose my gig for cars for Carson doing it. <laughs> um. So, anyways, um, there's a, there's other fools that I was using that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to use them anymore, dude. Like, I'm not gonna just give you gigs if you like can't like hit me up, like hit me back. Like you've never given me a gig, you know? Not you know, and like. I've, I've hit up like a few dudes like, Hey man, you guys want to shed, you want to come on the show and they've like either ghosted or just like, nah, man. But then when I have a gig, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. There's one dude that I'm not going to mention names, but like basically has like taken over my gigs before. Oof. And that's not cool, man. I'm not down with that. Mm-mm. That's like, have some respect. Yeah. You know? And like, and then like, maybe just like be appreciative. Like when I text you hit me like, say what's up or like come by and shed and hang out with the brigade. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, um, I'm going to have to get into the rest of my week and my soapbox and everything else we're going to talk about after we have our guest, our guest coming right up. Her name is Sarah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funky Phil. Yeah. I'm excited about this one, buddy. Me too. <laughs> we have a very special guest on the phone with us all the way from the East Coast, calling in, spending some time with the brigade. It's a little bit different for you guys, okay? Um, her name, well, please welcome Sarah Reich to the f- freaking Drum Brigade podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so check it out. Sarah, well, is, I just want to clarify. I'm com- I'm I'm calling from the East Coast, but I'm I'm very much a West Coast representative. Okay. I live in Los Angeles, so you know, I just got to say I always got to represent the West Coast. Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Um so we're in San Diego and um yeah, but we're up in LA all the time too. Um so Sarah is best known. She so you're a tap dancer, tap instructor, choreographer, performer. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. Played with uh, Postmodern Jukebox, 
um, performed yeah. with Christian Castro, Herbie Hancock, played on or um, was on the hit show uh, So You Think You Can Dance, have mm-hmm. an album out called New Change. I mean, you have like quite a resume. You've done so much more in, in your field. What I love about you, there's a lot of things I love about you, but you you have this thing about you that is like you're obviously you're very confident in what you do. You're at the top of your field in what you do. Um, Thank you. But what I really like is that you you like teach tap dancers how to dance with more musicality and how to communicate yeah. with. I've seen you like kind of shed and battle with drummers. Um, there's yeah. videos on YouTube with you doing that trading with with drummers and like kind of mm-hmm. handed it pretty much handing it to drummers a lot of the times. <laughs> um, it, you know, you're you use a live band in, in a lot of your classes and um, you I, I like um, on I think on your website it says that you instruct students on how to scat rhythms and transcribe choreography with rhythmic rhythmic notation among other yeah. skills. That's like right up our alley so you are you you use your your form of you know of tap dancing as a musical instrument you're part of an ensemble a lot of times in what you do like when you're playing with Mm -hmm. with like postmodern jukebox it's not like oh it's the cute tap dancer it's like you're one of the instruments in the band you know exactly and i think that is so amazing i think that is so great i don't i don't know if i've ever seen that before you know you're kind of taking a different Mm. approach um I mean, man, like how, like what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say. It's like, it's so, it's, it's like every time I see you dance, it's also like it within a, within the first five seconds, you're like, dude, this girl's a real deal. Like, this oh, is not you. a joke. This is like, <laughs> you know, this is some real stuff right here. So, I mean, how did that come about? Like, where did you get the idea to basically, you know, be a, a foot percussionist like we were talking about we were saying that this morning you know you're you're a drummer yeah. you know you're a right, you're, right. yeah so where did that come oh, from check it out. so when i i grew up in dance studios now when you go to a dance studio you're studying tap ballet and jazz dance um and usually you dance to a track the teacher will play a well, when I was growing up, a CD, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, but now it's all iPods, or whatever. But anyway, um, would tap to a track versus anything live, that kind of thing. So that's all what I grew up doing. I started dancing when I was five years old. Wow. And it wasn't until I was, and I studied piano as well, but never, ever thought of them to kind of coincide together. Uh, and so it wasn't until I was about, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11, that I started studying with a tap teacher who would bring a drum set to class. Wow. And her name is Denise Shearer, and she was studying drum lessons. And so she'd bring her drum set to class, and she'd hand out, and I know you all know this book, Syncopation. Of course, yeah. A drum book. (laughs) Yeah, she would make copies of those pages and hand them out to all the students, and we'd form a circle around the drums. And she's like, okay, exercise number one, we're going to do, you know, eighth notes and sixteenth notes. Let's count out loud and read it. And we would be wow. like, okay, one and two, e and a three, e and a four, and one and two, e and a three, and four, e and a one. <laughs> and we'd get, be counting. It. And then she's like, okay, now let's tap it. So we're holding these sheets of the drum book syncopation, reading these, you know, nota- rhythmic notation and tapping it out. Wow. And that's when it really clicked for me. And I was really young then, but I was like, wow, this is cool. Then we put the papers down. She's like, great, now let's improvise in eighth note, sixteenth notes. 
eight note triplets, whatever we were working on. Mm -hmm. And so now I started to, then I was approaching it as like, wow, okay, this is percussion. This is rhythmic ideas, not just me moving my feet around. Right. You know, so I was like, wow, cool. So I started to get into it that way. And I realized that my clarity got better. You know, my pocket got better, really. Um, which is crazy because I, I had been playing 16th notes, you know, forever, but just didn't know that that's what they were that's called. That's what they were musically, yeah. That's so, <laughs> exactly. so interesting. And then, and then, you know, just also the connection between tap dance and jazz music, that's been around forever. That's been around since the 20s, 30s, 40s, when tap dance was at its height. That was the golden age of tap dance. And every big band, Duke Ellington, Count Basie, Jimmy Lunsford, all those guys had tap dancers in their band. But it was more so as an entertainment form. Right. It was more like, we'll, we'll play this song and you're going to come out and tap dance to it. Um, but regardless, the connection was there. Yeah. And so there was a, a, a language there, also a jazz tap language that was being cultivated then. And so when I am, you know, in my nerdiness obsession of tap dance, I would go on YouTube and research all these clips of these black and white clips from mm. the 1930s and 40s of these killer tap dancers swinging uh. to these big bands. And I, I learned about how to phrase as a tap dancer um, to jazz music, to swing in music. Wow. And then I started going out to jazz clubs in L.A., the, uh, in Lamert Park, if you're familiar with the world stage. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Higgins uh, kind of made, made that club really popular. <laughs> and um, I started going there for jazz jams, and they always welcomed me. And uh, I started shedding with live musicians. Wow. And I love just being around that world and, and, you know, knowing my jazz standards. I just call a tune, call a couple of tunes and, you know, sit in. But then I also realized a lot of musicians kind of didn't know how to play when the tap dancer came on. Uh -huh. But I also didn't really know what my protocol was. So I would go and just tap dance and all the guys would, would be taking solos. And I would be tap dancing over a sax solo. Not knowing that that was wrong. Uh, so this is now I'm like in my teenagers by this point. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I started really going to maybe other jazz jams and also traveling to New York and seeing how it, the protocol was. And it's like, no, if you really want to be respected as an individual musician, you come in, you take your courses and you, you know, you step out. Right. So Man. I was like, oh, okay, that's the protocol. Okay, cool. So then I'm like, well, I need to start teaching this because, you know, I'm barely fig figuring this out as I do it. But I'll, I don't want other tap dancers coming up and just, you know, getting disrespected because it's like, oh, because I've heard before, we don't like when tap dancers come because they don't know when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a big difference, though, in you being like the, you're you're an actual musician, you know, you, you it's. I mean, not not I, that sounds really bad. I don't mean it like that. No, that but tap I, I get it. I musicians. get what you're saying because not all tap dancers are musicians. Yeah, you, and that's the thing. You've taken and because, the approach. And I tell my students. Yeah, I say, listen. Just because you have a pair of tap shoes doesn't mean you can say that. Right. I say, what are you doing that's musically conscious? You have to be aware that you're playing these types of notes, that you're phrasing in this way, that you're playing the melody, that you're doing a Latin feel when it's Latin, that you're swinging wow. when it's swinging. Yeah. You know. But I'm like, that's the homework you have to do. I'm like, I tell my students, are you even listening to jazz music? Like, don't even listen to Top 40 right now. This is your time to be shedding. <laughs> so what? You know, and all these tracks. Like, I was obsessed with growing up. So, you know, so that's when I started doing my tap music project intensive. 
wow. and teaching all this. I teach now. I teach them all how to write, read and write basic rhythm notation. I also teach them how to, we have live musicians in class. I show them how to um, make an arrangement with the band, should they need to, to, for a show. Also how to handle a jam session. And then we also write music in class. And I show them kind of how I wrote all the songs for my album, which were all written stemming from tap rhythms and transcribed into jazz melodies. Yeah. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. (laughs) They're like 10-year-olds in my class killing it. Wow. Like, oh, cool. That's so cool. It's so cool to plant the seed now and tell them and be like, hey, one day I'll buy your album. Yeah. And it gets their mind rolling like, oh, man, maybe one day I could do that. You know? (laughs) so cool. I think me and you should just start taking tap lessons, Phil. We might become better drummers. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, because you will before. embody it. You will really find how to embody something. Yeah. Man. There's something really special about being a dancer, though, too. Like, knowing how to really... Uh, it's like, you're not hiding behind anything. Right. For lack of a better word, hiding. Um, you're not behind a drum set. You're not behind a piano or a saxophone. It's all you mm. and a pair of shoes. Yeah. And that, you have to handle that. That's so tell scary. Them too, like, <laughs> I know, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I tell them, like, look, I know we can't hold a note, like we can't, like pianists can or any other melodic instrument like that, but we can hold notes because we have our full body to, you know, elongate our arm or our uh, torso. Yeah. And that's a beautiful way. So it's so, it's visual just as much as it is aural. aural. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the, I mean that's the beauty of it is like you know we can we can do some showman stuff and stuff like that and you know it's but I just yeah. love the idea of everything that you said that you know you're you're using your body and and you know your form your art form as an instrument as a percussion instrument you're teaching your students notes that was a big thing like how to read and write you know rhythmic yeah. rhythmic notes and you're working on the rhythmic scale and all kinds mm. of stuff like that where I'm like that was a big question of mine is like, do tap dancers, do, do tap dancers have sheet music? Like, I don't know. You know, it's, it probably sounds well, stupid. Well, not but... really because we're used to memorizing everything. Oh uh, yeah. But shoot, check out our memory, man. Yeah. You'll be so impressed at how quickly we can memorize 32 bars of rhythm yeah. that does not repeat wow. in, in a matter of five minutes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like Seriously, you will be amazed. And, and kids doing this. Yeah. And very intricate work. Footwork. Man. Tap dance is absolutely incredible. And I think a lot of people don't really know about it and they don't really see the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. But once they see it, they get it. You just have to see it. So we just, we just, I think the big thing for us right now is we just want the opportunities to be seen and heard. And that's why things, opportunities like postmodern jukebox are so important, not just for me, but for the art forms to be seen yeah. by thousands every night with a live jazz band, uh, even with a vocalist and knowing how to comp for a vocalist right. and not just, you know, shed over them. Right. But, you know, it's a beautiful art. It's a, an American art and a jazz art. And it, and even the jazz community could, could appreciate tap dance more. I think so. And I, I mean, the drum community could definitely appreciate the, ta- you know, the tap community Same. more. It's, it's Let very... me tell you, Corey, I crashed PASIC last year. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's when awesome. I heard When I heard about PASIC, I was like, wait, what? There's a percussion convention? <laughs> Why am I not there? I'm going. Oh, my and gosh. I went, 
and my good friend Drew Tucker, who's a very wonderful vibraphonist from Florida, uh-huh. he's like, Sarah, I'm hosting one of the jams. Why don't you come sit in and blow their minds? I'm like, let's do it. And I went, and all of them were like, what is going on? Yeah. I was the talk of the town the whole weekend, last year. That is so awesome. <laughs> That's the thing that, okay, so like, seeing videos and stuff i love that you like you you have this vibe like maybe you know this maybe you do this on purpose or you work on it but you have this vibe where you can you can stop people in their tracks where they're like who is she you know and and it, it maybe it's by the way you look or maybe it's just the confidence that you have or and then when they see you dance it's like oh my gosh dude this like yeah so well, it's well, very confident it's not just me, but I appreciate that. <laughs> but tap dance, tap dance does that because let's just keep it real. If I'm at a restaurant and there's a jazz trio playing and I'm there with some friends, I don't really care. Yeah. Well, me, I would care, but most people would be like, all right, let's have a conversation and there's some nice music behind us. But if a tap dancer goes up, everyone will be quiet and turn their heads. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. I, I definitely, I think that I'm talking though, just walking by that happened to me where I was like, who is, who is she? And I don't remember who I met. Oh, was I, I tapping at Nam? No, you were it? just sitting down <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that, that girl's obviously like an artist or something. I was like, who is that? Is who is that? And then the, somebody <laughs> that I was with is like, oh, she's a tap dancer. She's like, they're like, bro, she's like the real deal. You know, oh and then I was like, oh, you know, and so, so yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that makes it like completely all made sense. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. She's a, she's a professional tap dancer. Okay, cool. And right. then, but then Thank when you. you see you dance, it's like the thing that I love the most is that I feel like you almost, it's like, it's not that you aren't scared, but I feel like you almost encourage it. Like, oh, you want some of this drummer? Let's go at, let's go back and Listen. forth. Let's go. <laughs> Don't even get me started, man. I tell my students, listen, I just told, because I just did my intensive, my tap music project in Virginia. Uh-huh. And so we had uh, some, some cats from D.C. playing. And I told my students, because we were, we were practicing uh, how to trade with a musician, just mm-hmm. trading for And I said, listen, it's all good, you know, piano player, sax player, bass player. And I said, but when it comes to the drummer, you better cut him. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta go in. Yeah, I don't care about anybody else, but when it comes to the drummer, it's let's go time. Well, and <laughs> like, I think put I, on your boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah, and I think that I, first of all, I feel for the drummers that go against you because I've seen it happen <laughs> where I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, they don't know what's coming. Oh boy, <laughs> but like I know that the drummer mentality is like. Oh, okay, that's cute. Tap dancing. Here we go. I'm going right, to show you right. how to play and then, some and rhythms. And they give me the easy stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. Because I'm going to take that and remix it and give it back to you. So give me something I can work with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love a drummer who can really challenge me. Yeah. In L.A., you got all of the all the best drummers. I'm, I mean, I've seen, but I've seen you take on some of these, like, gospel drummers that are just flying oh, through. Yeah. 30 second note triplets and all this stuff. And you're just like right there with them. Like it's amazing. It's amazing to see. I love it so much. Thank you so much. Um, so what's, um, what's going on for you now? Like how come you're on the East coast? What are you up to these days? What's next for you? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, I just finished my intensive in Virginia and I'm actually doing one again next weekend in New Jersey. So I'm just kind of hitting the East coast and just hanging out in New York during the week until, uh, New Jersey next weekend. Um, 
so I, I've been traveling a lot with my intensive, which has been awesome, you know, nice. spreading the gospel on the musicality of tap dance. Wow. Um, but I also, I, I released my album recently, and it's called New Change. Yeah. And I would love for your listeners to check it out, especially all you drummers out there, um, because there's a lot of range to the album. It's, um, there are vocal interludes. So if you look at the titles, there are some, some of the title tracks are names. And they're names of some of my mentors in tap dance. And these mentors of mine aren't just, like, teachers. These are Broadway legends, song and dance entertainers, um, TV stars. One of them is Arthur Duncan, who was a tap dancer on the Lawrence Welk Show in the 60s and 70s. Like a steady gig for an African-American tap dancer on TV. Big, big deal. One is Ivory Wheeler, who was in Black and Blue, a Broadway show. Uh, with a lot of jazz music. Uh, Ted Lewis Levy, who was um, a choreographer for Jelly's Last Jam, also on Broadway, who worked a lot with Savion Glover and Gregory Hines. Um, And my main mentor, Harold Cromer, who uh, passed away a few years ago, but um, still lives very much so in my heart and in my life. And uh, the, the album actually starts with a voicemail from him kind of encouraging me to keep oh, going because okay. I, I used to re- I used to record all his voicemails because he was old so I, I knew I was gonna have him forever yeah <laughs> and so it was kind of nice so it's it's also a tribute to the past while keeping it innovative with you know this songwriting concept yeah. and more futuristic with that too so it's a little bit of both and that's what I'm all about really because let's keep I'm I'm a tap dancer tap dancer uh, and all of, you know, head to toe, my full being. Yeah. And that to me is, is something I cherish and I respect so much. And I've grown up in this art form, raised by some of the best. I've had incredible teachers. I traveled to tap festivals. Now, tap festivals happen all over the country, various cities, various times of the year, where students come and they train under the best. And while we're there learning from the best teachers, there's also like the living legends, yeah. you know, like, like the equivalent to Roy Haynes. Wow. Um, you know, in tap dance, but they're there and we're teaching I'm sorry. We're taking their classes, you know, things like that. So that's how I grew up in this community, understanding the respect for the elders and, and for the, we, we refer to tap dance as the dance. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there's even a song on my album called respect the dance and yeah. that's a term that we all say within our community as like let's you know we take this very seriously it's more of a culture and almost even like a religion to us those wow. who are really in the tribe mm-hmm. yeah it's some really deep stuff because a lot of people don't even know nobody knows except for us in the community that tap has this underground killer culture and we're like a family, and we love each other. Of course, every family is dysfunctional, so we have that too. <laughs> but for the mo- for the most part, we just freaking love what we do so much, and we can't get enough of it. We can't get enough of each other. And so now I'm I'm at a stage where I'm now teaching at these tap festivals and sharing with the next generation that are coming yeah. up because you know now now I'm thirty, yeah. <laughs> and so now there's. These teenagers coming up, like, killing it, and then I have to teach them what I learned from the greats, like Jimmy Slide and, uh, you know, Harold and everyone else I got to study with before they passed away. That's amazing. So it's cool. It's yeah, very it's similar. Really it's very similar for us, too, in the, in the drum community. I'm sure you know that, too. But, um, you know, that's that's what our whole thing is, is trying to do more with the camaraderie 
among drummers and, yeah. you know, kind of have a, a tight community that we all support each other. We're not trying to like yes. outdo each other. And I feel like it's kind of slightly gotten to that in some places in this world. And so I, I really yeah, love that sense of community with among, among the peers, you know, like, like you're doing with the, the tap community. That's great. And, um, thank you. Yeah. Respect the dance. That's an, it's an awesome song. This album, the music, the musicality on this album, like the musicians that oh. you got on this album is phenomenal. Thank you. This thing is, Oh like, yeah. These are all LA guys who are fire. The horns on respect the dance are the regiment horns. Okay. Who I, I found out, I, I met them when I first turned, I want to say first turned 21, but really I was 19 with a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> Going out to jams, mainly just, I just wanted to meet musicians. I didn't want to go drinking. You know? yeah. All right, kids, don't be, uh, don't do that. <laughs> but I met these guys, they're a trio, you know, sax, trumpet, and trombone. And they were awesome, and I just fell in love with them. And then they got picked up by Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. And so they were on the road with him. And I hit them up. I was like, yo, are you guys in town? Can we? I want to record some horns for my album. They're like, no, we're in Jersey. We're, we're rehearsing for the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. But we'll do it because we love you and we want to do it. So they were like recorded at Justin's studio or something going on out there, and they, they did it for me. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah but so- then we have Danny Janklow and Micah Tone, Jonathan Pinson on drums. Oh, cool. Um, for most of the tracks. Um, and then a tap and cello duet with Artyom Manukian from Armenia. He's incredible. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of variety to it. Yeah, it's very it's very unique. Um, very cool. Is, did, is there any, like, so I know that you were talking about before it was, like, a visual thing. And that, that's that's one of the things that I think is so cool that you put you put out an album as a tap dancer and your album like at first i was like is she singing on the album and tap dancing and i'm like no i got it like right away that this is your instrument you're one of the instruments in this in this band in 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 this on this album this is your featured album and you're one of the featured instruments on the album um is there but that being said did you do any like video accompaniment or anything like that so people can see okay so that's there's a yeah, there's a music video for a few of them. Gemini Vibe is a there's a live a live take version on YouTube, which is one of my favorite videos with Dan Janklo and Lee Howe oh, is the rapper. One. Yeah, I've yeah, seen and that one. what's cool is that Lee Howe is a rapper, but he also is a fierce tap dancer. Wow! So you see him at first, and he's sitting on the couch, and he gets up, and he's walking around with the mic, and he's rapping, blah blah blah, and then he tosses the mic, he just throws it, and joins me in the chorus that oh, we're so tap dancing cool. together. It's super fun. So check that out, y'all listening. Gemini vibe. Yes. And then there's also a video for Baking Blues in which I used, um, uh, I had a lot of my students in the video. Um, So you'll see a lot of kids. So it's kind of like a picnic. But you'll see, too, that like, dang, look at this gang of kids tab dancing. Wow. So I'm also like shedding a light on, look at at the next generation. Like, we got got a gang. Yeah. (laughs) And that's cool, too. It's so inspiring. And then there's also one more I want to... Thank you. There's also one more I want to uh, mention. There's a track called Four Chance. And <clears throat> it's a, a piece that I, it's acapella. And I, I wrote it uh, as a tribute to Chance Taylor, who was one of my teachers and an incredible, incredible tap dancer uh, and musician. I would refer to him as a musician. His brother was Zane Musa. Okay. Are you familiar with that name? No, that player I don't who, think so. Okay. Uh, well, Chance, Chance was bipolar and unfortunately um, took his life mm. uh, in 2012. 
And I was so hurt by it that I was like, I need to create a piece for him. And I, I said it in 6-8, <clears throat> and it has, uh, you know, that bang, gang, gang, shigate, goons, that kind of 6-8, you know, move there. And and it branches off of that. But every step, every rhythm represents something about him. Wow. Even just how rhythm is that language. Let's not forget that this is a language. Yeah. And so the whole piece is telling his story. And then at the end, we bring back that groove, and then we slowly, um, I slowly uh, start to kind of decrescendo it. Wow. And then it fades out. Um, but there's a video for that, too, and it's really emotional. And even shooting that video, because I had to do it multiple times for different camera angles and stuff, but, uh-huh. man, I was really emotional that day just doing it because you have to put yourself into that emotion right. when you play. You know, yeah. like any song, like don't just play a song to play a song, play a song and feel that song, feel the emotion of what it, what it is to, to see, to be in the, I don't know, blue sky smiling at me or, right. you know, yeah, someday then, my prince will come or mood indigo, you know, whatever it is, you should really feel that. And that's something I really learned from dance yeah. is how to really connect with your emotions and so that's another one to check out too well and that's moving to other people as well like when they when they feel that from you they're moved by that you know it's cool man i i i taught that piece at a chat festival and i i was like you know maybe i'll teach four chants today i was just you know on a whim like what should i teach today and i was like maybe i'll just teach them some acapella material i'll teach them four chants and not maybe i won't tell them what it's about and we'll just do it so I started teaching it to the students and then I couldn't help but bring it up Yeah. because I was like, what, what is this rhythm? What does that mean to you to play this rhythm and, or this, with that, with these accents going on and this syncopation here and blah, blah, blah. And they all started raising their hands. They're like, wow, it, it feels like yearning for something you can't, you have no control over. Wow. And all these students started saying these things that really represented what chance was going through. And I just started crying. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is what it's about. And I didn't want to tell you, but that's what this is about. And they're like, wow. And I was like, well, let's keep going on this road then. I say, you know, this is personal to me about chance, but this could be personal to you about whatever you're going through or someone you know or someone you love that's going through something. And then by the end of the class, everyone was crying. Wow. That's so <laughs> It powerful. was insane, but it was so good, too, to be like, for them to be like, wow, I've never had a tap class like that. Like, here I am, they're, you know, they're like, I just wanted to learn a combination. But then they're like, wow, I didn't realize I would go through this crazy emotional roller coaster just off of exploring rhythm. Yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing how powerful rhythms are, you know, and it, uh, I mean, it dates oh back man. to ancient history, but it's like, yes, it's so um, it's, it's I always <laughs> tell people, you know, why, why I play drums or how I got to play drums. I don't ever feel like I learned to play drums. I just always did. I came out playing drums, you know, and and the feeling that I get out of these rhythms coming out of me is like nothing else. There's nothing else right. that gives me that same feeling. I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and I try to explain that to my wife who's not my wife is not a musician. Uh, who, which by the way, my wife is a big fan. She's like, I told her oh. we were having you on. She's like, Oh really? That's so awesome. She's like, yeah, she's a, she's a fan. Oh, so anyways, thank you. Tell her thank you. Um, but yeah, I try to explain that feeling to her 
you know, and, yeah. and I'm like, I, I don't know. My work, my wife is good with words, you know, and like a writer and she, I'm like, maybe it's the same in that way. It's a creative outlet yeah. for you, but it's different for me. This isn't like, this is a creative outlet for me, but it's, it's not, it's like something that has to happen in my life or I don't feel like I'm balanced in life, you know? Right. So. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, okay, let's let's take a few minutes and um, let's spin the wheel of death and ask some random questions um, okay. that could be like about drumming or tap dancing or could be about nonsense. <laughs> All right, let's do it, Funky Phil. Yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, we're going to spin the wheel of death. Random questions. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I feel so dumb with some of these. We're, we're talking about like such deep stuff, like such like just how percussion instruments are so... Like, just read the question. And then we come here and it's like, <laughs> dude, it's just so stupid. What's the question? I love it. <laughs> Alien or predator? <laughs> 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 so dumb, dude. Uh, Phil made this question up, not me. <laughs> the film. That's a question. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best response I've uh, ever had. <laughs> like I thought this was gonna be like a serious show. Like <laughs> I wasted uh, my time in between classes to do this. <laughs> I know, right? I'll say alien. Alien, I'm with you. Nice. Let's move on, Phil. Okay. Gosh, dumb question. <laughs> okay, better question. <laughs> what is the best part of your job? Um, I would. Lo- I really want to hear this because we've gotten a, dr- a bunch of drummers' perspectives on this, but yeah. A part of my job? The best part of your job. What is your favorite <laughs> part of your job? Favorite part is is sharing. Oh, cool! Is sharing. I I can't even tell you how much I love teaching. I love it so much. When I was a little girl, I used to collect stuffed animal cows, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and I would sit them all on the floor and I would teach them. Oh yeah! And they all have their own name, and I would make a roll call, you know, and I would call <laughs> their names. You know, Softy, are you here, Softy? Oh, Softy's absent. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. anyway, I used to do so that too. I used yeah. to do that too. I used to want to be with a teacher. Cows? Well, not with cows, but with stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> I used to want to be a teacher though. Like pretty much my whole life, I was like, I'm going to be a school teacher. And then right. I didn't. But um, I because I didn't know you like being a musician could be a job. Like I didn't know I could be a professional drummer. Um, right. But then when I started teaching drums, I got that. It was like that void was filled, you know, and I, I love it too. Right. So totally. Funky yep. Phil. Funky Phil, what's the best part of your job? Um, yeah, just that I get to do it. Yeah, that I can support myself. Yeah. by playing music, I I feel incredibly lucky. I think yeah. I think mine has changed a little bit. Um, I've I've mentioned a few different things that I love about my job on the show, but um, these days I'm really enjoying like the experiences that I get from other musicians. You know, like you're, you're backstage or whatever you're about to play or, you know, you're in between sets or whatever. And you, you, you're you telling jokes and telling stories. This one time when I was on tour, this happened or, 
and everybody's like, what? Or you're talking about other musicians or whatever. But then I never stop and think about right now I'm living an experience that I'm going to probably tell years from now. And so I try to kind of stop and think, man, what am I experiencing today? And like, am I going to be able to share this down the road? Um, you know, and so I, I've, I just kind of try to think about, think about, cause we, we can also get very bur- burnt out and like, you know, mm-hmm. we can be playing the best show of our life and be like, man, I just want to be home or whatever, you know, that's inevitable. We all have our ups and downs. Yeah, exactly. So I try to kind of look at everybody and be like, man, this guy's a really like, this guy has something that I can glean from his personality or something that. You know, he's, he's, he's gonna, he's made me laugh today. And like, you know, I think he's a really great person or whatever. I try to like kind of gain an experience from every situation that I'm in. And I think that's what I love about my job, being able to talk to other dudes and, you know, and other people and I don't know, get stuff from it and share an experience together. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do this. What? All right. This thing just gave me the same question, so spin it again. Um This one's it's gave me the impressions, like your first impression of us, but we've never really met like let's so yeah, skip let's skip that, that one. one. Here we go. Sorry. Let's just say not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh, kidding. here's another dumb one, Phil. It simply says cajon. Like, you know what a cajon is? With a question mark, right? Yeah, with a question mark. Cajon? Like, are you down with it or are you, like, not into it? Totally down. Down, huh? Okay. Right on. That's down cool. With the cajon. Maybe they should build a giant one, lay it sideways, and then you, you know can what I mean? dance on it, and then it's like. Well, let me tell you real quick. When I went to PASIC, I got a cool little deal with uh, ATV. Okay. You know that company, ATV, with the A-frame? So. I don't think so. Do they do electronics? They do electronic. They have this oh, okay. electronic uh-huh. drum instrument. Yeah. It's kind of the shape of a diamond, and it's got this interesting material on top of it, a little layer, but it's got a little, like, control in the back, and it can program various sounds, one of them being a cajon and okay. other sounds. And I put it, I, it's a hand drum instrument. But I asked the dude, I was like, yo, can I tap on this? And we're like, what is that? What do you mean? I'm like, well, maybe not. It was a little fragile. But I put it on the floor, and I sat down so my weight wasn't on top of it. And I would tap dance on it, and it's really cool. So now they're making me a tap board with, those, with the program oh, on it. That's what that's I was going to awesome. say. I, I was going to ask <laughs> oh, yeah. about that. Like, I was going to ask. That was one of the questions that I had, and I, I forgot to write it down. If there's <laughs> any kind of thing like that, and it sounds like they're developing that for you, that... You... They're, they're developing it for me, but there there are my my really good friend Michelle Dorrance is a brilliant tap dancer based in New York. She has a dance company called Dorrance Dance, mm-hmm. and they and her along with Nicholas Young, another tap dancer who's super nerdy about tech stuff, mm-hmm. they make tap boards with triggers on them, and they have exactly. specific notes. Wow. And so they'll have various dancers on one board that's kind of the same size as your foot, just a little bigger of your, than your foot. Mm-hmm. So they can just kind of step on different ones and it could all be like on the same scale. And they, it's 
beautiful. That's oh my god, it's so really cool. cool. I gotta see that. <laughs> I That's know. So cool. You gotta see that. I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking about like you know how you guys will you'll have like a whatever a four by four like you know yeah. uh, wood platform or whatever that you're you're tapping yep. on, um, setting that up with triggers and echoes and and you know different spacey kind of sounds, but it sounds like they're even taking it even further. You know, and doing like yeah. this, like dub, and you you kind of don't want to overdo it. I've yeah. I've seen some tap dancers overdo it mm-hmm. with the electronic stuff, because then then it's like it kind of loses its authenticity a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so you got you kind of got have to know how to use it in a way that it's cool without overdoing it. See, Phil, electronic drums have their place, but we're kind of not down with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never work yeah. like the real thing. It's like it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, but um, it can be cool. You know, yeah. you just gotta, you gotta. Yeah, it has to be tasty. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all on the same page. Exactly. I mean, we don't. We use we, you, and me, Corey. We both use electronics, but there's a place for them in my. Yeah, camp. we. Yeah, it's not like the the only thing we're playing on. Yes, yes, it has to be tasty. Yeah, uh, cajon. I don't know, man. I have I have a couple of them because I have to. Like just sometimes you get called for a gig that calls for cajon, but if I have to choose, like I'm gonna believe that cajon at home. I'm gonna play real drums. <laughs> what about you, Phil? No, you hate it. Huh? I'm not down with cajons. <laughs> I mean, cajon it's, a, it's one thing if it's like a a stylistic textural decision, like yeah. uh, you just enjoy the tone. Mm-hmm. But I I'm so sick of places requiring drummers to use cajones rather than just hiring drummers that can play quiet yeah it's true and oh, like uh, yeah i'm sick of <laughs> si- yeah i'm sick of that just play quiet yeah you don't have to get mad phil just they're pull playing it together they're like trying to play drum beats on a cajon <laughs> yeah that would sound better on a Bro, drum set but seriously have you seen cajon covers Wait, like a thing you put over no, it so it doesn't no, no, get no. dirty? YouTube <laughs> Cajon cover. There's like people playing like I Got a Feeling by by Black Eyed Peas on Cajon. Oh, I just puked in my mouth. <laughs> I should do that with tap. <laughs> that's a whole different, that's a great idea. A tap drum, like a tap cover of a song is cool. But Yo, it's going down. I but, can do it. But a tap Cajon cover? Like just oh. play drums, bro. You're not good enough to play drums, so you you can play like a baby can play cajon. <laughs> Come on, listen. There's some bad cajon players. Okay, if we go if we go to the flamenco land. Yeah. Shoot, okay, no, play. but that's real. That's like we're talking like if you get some like Cubans or Puerto Ricans on yeah. cajon, that's a real percussion instrument. I'm talking about flip flop folk, <laughs> exactly. like people playing acoustic guitar, like yes. Jack, like Jack Johnson jams. Yes. Like, yeah. That. Yeah. Or that, that's yeah. what I mean. I don't mean the traditional, like the real stuff. You're I just mean, a like, hater, Phil. Yeah, I just don't like when they're like. Yeah, with a little wooden box. <laughs> right. Get out of here. Okay, I'm gonna ask one more because we gotta let um, Sarah get back to her class. So, okay, last one. We might have to answer ours after we let her go. Okay, uh, if you could have any superpower in the world, what superpower would you have? Easy. I have three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Phil. Confidence. Dang. You know? <laughs> it's, just, it's supposed to be just I'm not going to argue with but. her. She could have three if she wants. 
<laughs> Obviously, I've thought about this a lot. One is, um, I wish I could speak any language, oh, every language. Good one. Just That's... like I could travel to any place and just be super fluent. Yeah. Same with dance styles. So there's all these world dance styles. I would love to be able to dance every style of dance. And my third wit, like superpower, I wish I could have the gift of being able to find things. <laughs> I needed that this morning. I was losing you know, everything. Where's my that, phone? That Where's my glasses? Worst feeling. Where is my blank? And it's like, what did I do with it? But if yeah. I could just like close my eyes and envision right where it is and just, you know, zoom out, I'd be like, perfect. That's a that would strong be a great superpower. I mean, you wouldn't be like saving the, Those are the very city. Practical. This very practical so, superpowers. Very good real life yeah. superpowers. We're not like, yeah. dude, they're gonna blow up the city. What are we gonna do? Call Sarah. She can find. She'll find the bomb. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. See? Yeah. I guess we could use yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I think it works. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, what about you? I can Phil? also help you find the one. Oh, find the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? We got to end this thing. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, Sarah. <laughs> you can help drummers find the time. Oh, man. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I'm oh. choosing teleportation still. I'm sticking with that. Teleportation. I don't have to ever drive to gigs or fly to gigs. I'm there already. And it is, you have to touch whatever. You have to be holding or touching yeah. whatever you're teleporting. Yeah. Okay. So if your drums don't all fit on one cart, you're not taking some you're stuff. You're going to have to zap back and forth <laughs> exactly. a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts when you're teleporting. It hurts? Apparently, yeah. Why? I, I don't know. It just does. Well, I don't. I didn't make it up, Phil. <laughs> you did. Well, you're, you're going to that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't make the rules, Phil. It just hurts. Okay? And you have to be touching whatever you want to take with you. Okay. Okay. What are you doing, Phil? We got one minute. Uh. Immort- uh yeah, I'll be immortal. Just gonna live forever. Yeah. The world blows up, you're still living. Yeah. Dang, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm invincible. Nothing can touch me forever. Okay. I'll be floating in space. <laughs> that must be boring though, dude. Floating around in a spaceship. Wow. All right, Have well fun, on that note. I guess that's it. <laughs> Phil's living forever. You're finding things, Sarah. I'm teleporting places. Yep. Um, awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on again and sharing your, your perspective. Thank you for having me. My and, pleasure. Yeah, your yeah. story. I hope your, your classes go well today. Um, thank you. And, uh, and I just want to share my social media with everyone. It's that's at what I was gonna Sour ask. Taps. At Sour Taps, okay. And then your, your website is... Uh, SarahReich.com. It's S-A-R-A-H-R-E-I-C-H.com. Cool. Your album is uh, New Change. It's on New Spotify. Change. It's on Apple Play. iTunes. iTunes. Everything. All that stuff. Go check it out, party people, and uh, follow Sarah. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk hey, to guys. you soon. All right. <laughs> Bruh, Sarah Reich. Hot damn. Dude, killer. Yeah. That was awesome. Man, dude, like, she's a strong, powerful, confident person, man. Yeah. She is, like, 
full of confidence. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, and that is a great quality, especially she's in her field. Well, she she's she like she said, tap brings that out of her, but it's like she she has to she commands like it, I don't know how to explain it, man. You got to go watch her because she commands your attention. You know, immediately. It's really she's really at the top of her field. She's really great, man. Thanks to Sarah for coming on. Um, fantastic, fantastic interview. Yeah. Out of the box. Coming on, just coming on our janky show. She's like world-renowned tap dancer. Telling you, Phil, we could just have anybody. Next freaking the president. Nah, he wouldn't be on our show. <laughs> I wouldn't have him, bro. I wouldn't have him. I was gonna <laughs> This is not a political show. So <laughs> This is stupid. Uh, um <clears throat> all right, anyways. Um I'm just I'm pumped on that. I'm pumped on that interview. Yeah. So awesome, I'm I'm man. I'm I'll be honest. I'm a bit intimidated by like she has so much knowledge for her art form. Yeah. And like she works with top level people in our industry in our like in the music industry and in the dance industry and yeah she's done so much yeah and so it's it's like it's overwhelming to think about rhythm in a different way like i start thinking about my feet trying to move like that uh-uh. and then that becomes intimidating oh, for me i didn't ask her if she plays drums if she could sit oh, behind it. a drum kit son of a b you get dang it you have to text her I'm texting her. Um, I'm saying, uh, I forgot to ask you, do you play drums? Mm-hmm. I bet she would be dope, though. Yeah. I I'm bet sure. She, I mean, obviously, she, she's got rhythm. She Yeah. She had a double bass pedal. Game over. <laughs> Game over. <clears throat> Man. Yeah. What if she's like, she's texting back, but what if she's like, I don't. Well, she's like, I do, but only with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly no hands. <laughs> Oh man, I, I <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure her feet are like way better than my hands. Pretty sure. Well, I listened to her album and it's it's pretty pretty in there. Uh, or well, the text bubble just went away. I think she's teaching, so I'm gonna have to um answer that in a little bit later. Yeah. Time. All right. Well, we'll find anyways, out. let's get back to um my week, Funky Phil, and to start that off, ah. you know what time it is. Oh. <laughs> trying to hear that right now uh she just texts back and she says i do with two explanation points oh crud (laughs) that's why uh i studied rock drumming 12 to 14 years old um she said like specifically bonham and zeppelin stuff and then uh stopped taking lessons for a while and then she just got back into it she's getting her jazz chops up oh snap look out dude look out look out uh that's dope you can tell though you can hear it in her playing like she has a real sense of of rhythm obviously she teaches it you and know? she obviously knows her jazz chop i mean yeah. she's been she's dropping some names and yeah. some serious knowledge yeah she's like in that la world of like she's the real deal dude that's all i gotta say yeah all right anyway soapbox time phil sorry um what happened <sighs> let's get it I, out i was i'm I've been so positive lately that I feel like I forgot how to do soapboxes. 
Just kidding. Yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last night, dude, first of all, the drums at Paula. Dude, <laughs> what the heck is going on with the stinking drums? I can tell you one thing. Don't say they're better than the Elise's. They're they better cannot than be. the Elise's ones. Dude. By a mile. The hi-hat doesn't work. Nope. It, okay, it sometimes works. Yep. 55, 60% of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't play drums to, to not have a hi-hat. One. Two, the right hand crash, every time you hit it, <coughs> chokes. <laughs> yeah. Every time. I've tried to switch cymbals. I've tried to. It doesn't work. Those mm. are the worst drums. It's the worst experience ever. Just don't hit that one. It's a choke only. Yeah, but then you hit the stinking ride, and it's, it's like depending on the trigger, it's either a super bell ping or like, like it sounds like a jazz ride or something. What's wrong with jazz rides? You, I can crash on a real jazz ride. I can't crash on that one. Mm. There's only two sounds. You're just not hitting it in the right spot, dude. <laughs> I don't even want to hear that. That is the worst stinking thing ever. I wish they would just get a cajon, dude. It would probably be better. <laughs> I hate those drums. I hate uh, those drums, dude. I kind of would rather play a cajon there. <sighs> those are the worst things ever. They've been that bad. I've played at Paula pr- for probably 16 or 17 years. Maybe more. They're not the worst thing ever. Go Phil. play on those Elise's things. <laughs> and Do then, they fall And trigger? then come back. Yes. Are you kidding me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> they do they do choke? Worse. They do... Non like half the time they don't make a sound, oh, no. and that's even more infuriating. Well, that's exactly how the hi hat is at Paula. Yeah, sometimes the crash symbol trigger. doesn't. You, you do the best fill your, of your life, and you end with a big crash. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my world. Yeah, that was my world last night. Or <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I'm not. Mm. Can somebody just freaking fix them? They're doing all these changes to Paula. Okay. They're doing all these changes. Yeah, they updated the stage. You got lights in the backdrop. Chain backdrop. Cool stuff. The sound is louder now, which I give them credit because before the, like. It wasn't when I played last. It was quiet. Okay, well, that leads me to my second half of the soapbox. Oh! Yeah. It's like Inception. Yeah. Soapbox in a soapbox. So this is my third time playing here or fourth since the changes uh-huh. i've been playing here for years no more dinner break no more dinner break Mm-mm. but i do love the short sets i don't like playing five sets yeah that i almost want to hit the button for again do it <laughs> but i'll get past that because <laughs> the sets it. go really fast uh bro the sound man you had one Last time I didn't, they, they just have an iPad up there and they, they're like, mix your own monitor. Okay. And then they disappear. Let me tell you about this guy. Now, me and this guy have history. I've gotten into it with him before. I'm not going to mention his name, but it rhymes with Schmeff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Schmeff. I've gotten into it. I wonder it. what his name is. <laughs> yeah, that's so not creative even. You didn't even try. <laughs> I can't even talk. He's scumbag. <laughs> His name is Schmeff, all right? <laughs> it could be Chef. It could be Fred. I don't know. It's Fred. <laughs> okay. Schmeff, I've gotten into it with him before. Okay? 
Last night was almost, I'm getting into it, but I'm really focusing on trying to be more positive. Smith. I almost knocked this fool's block off last night, what? though. I was so irritated. Oh. Okay, Why? this guy This guy is, he's a, he's a big-time nerd. He's like a big-time sound nerd. Okay. Don't get him started. Like, if you talk to him, hey, so I noticed that they're making changes. Did they add a new rig? You're going to be stuck for your whole break talking about stuff. I don't want to hear about it. About sound equipment. I just want to go get a cookie, bro, and some coffee. Leave mm. me alone. Okay? So, I... So, my mix... Okay, so okay, this guy is overly eager. Sweet. I know, yeah, he's overly eager. So I'm gonna go back to when I first started working with this dude. Oh man. Uh I would get so, this was when I was not trying to be positive and I was just like every I felt like everybody was disrespecting musicians. And um I was already frustrated with the stupid band that I was playing with at Paula, and then I was frustrated with the drums at Stupid Paula, and I was being very vocal about it, and people were getting bummed out at my attitude and la di da. So this guy shows up. Every time you play, he 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 would put on a headphone and a, and a, hold a mic at this you know how the sound thing is the board is underneath the stage and you pull it out. Yeah. He would be on the stage. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, plugging in stuff, making sure your mics are there and sanitized and whatever. Then he would go to the board, pull out the board, and then be like, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Paula Casino. This is your sound engineer, Schmeff. And we're and tonight I'll be doing sound for... We just saw you on stage, fool. Why are you doing this introduction? He was the only one that would do it. Why does that make you mad? I, I'm just saying he's overly eager. Okay. Okay, that wasn't what I was mad at. The time that I got mad at him is he would always be walking around on stage while we're playing. We'd start the set, like second set, he'd be on stage, like checking a mic, putting waters up there, like walking around the stage. And it was like, what are we doing? Like other musicians have complained about this. Mm. What are you doing on stage, dude? You don't need to be on stage. What are you doing? Okay, well, yeah, anyways. He's ruining that amazing. Paula yeah, stage it, I mean, it, in <laughs> retrospect, when you think about it, it doesn't matter because no one's even paying attention. But it was still irritating. Like, just le- he's uh, the thing that's irritating, Phil, is that he's constantly fiddling with stuff. Okay, he's never just like doing the sound. It sounds good. Leave, Leave it, it alone. Yeah, it's always you. You see him, and he's just constantly messing with stuff. Okay. So the time that I was, I lashed out at him. This was years ago. He was. On the stage, down the stage, coming back up, checking this, doing that, whatever. Then he kept going to the board and pulling out the the mixing board. Like it, it was like on a rolling drawer or something. It would like roll out. And there was some short in the wires. So every time he would pull it out, it would pop in my in-ears Oof. and would hurt my ears. Ooh, and he kept doing it. That's no good. This was like into the second set. He kept doing it. And I kept saying, hey, you know, on the break, I said, hey... Every time you pull out the drawer, it's it's hurting our ears because you're something is there's a short or something. I'm like everything sounds fine. We don't need any more help. We're good. Just oh, okay, it. yeah, just leave it alone. Five seconds later, pulls out the drawer, pop in my ears, mm. and I'm like, I'm gonna kill this guy. Five seconds later, pop in my ears. I'm like, bro. So finally, he did it for the last time, oh. <clears throat> and I stopped playing in the middle of the song and, like, turned my throne around, and I was like, hey, 
And he's like looking at me like big eyes like, oh. And I said, every time you do that, it blows my ears off. I'm like, stop opening the drawer. And he's just like looking at me. And then the singer's like mad at me like, you're going to ruin this gig. And I was almost like, I was in my head, I was going to say, stop doing that and go get your manager right now. But it wasn't my band. So I just... You stopped in the middle of a song? Middle of a song. Damn. Didn't even care. It, dude, no one's listening. I bet it was Uptown Funk. No, this was before Uptown Funk. This was years ago. Whoa. Yeah. What did bands even play before that song? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I... It wasn't that kind of band either. It was like an Americana like rock band. Oh. Um, stopped playing, turned around, yelled at the sound man. Damn. And he was just like, I'm sorry. And like looking at me like very like deer in the headlights, like, oh my God, this guy's mad at me. Poor Fmef. He's gotten more he's he's gotten more confident because I kind of I got I was pretty assertive last night. Yeah. I was pretty assertive. Well, so that, all right. Well take us cut back. forward. Yeah. Uh we are on the gig. I've played there many a times now, th- two other times or three maybe, and haven't had a problem with the sound. Different sound, man. Haven't yeah. had a problem at all. Cool. Um, this time it's him again. I'm like, I, I'm walking in, I'm getting the drum set up, and I see him, and I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, I thought they got rid of all their sound men, and this guy's still here. So I'm like, well, since since the lashing out, we we didn't become friends, but I was very nice to him. I'd always thank him. You know, because I felt bad. He was just, you, you could tell this guy's probably been picked on a lot. And he loves his job. Um, and so last night, same shenanigans, dude. Dude is super, like, fidgety. Just, he, now he has an iPad, so he doesn't need to do the, the pull the drawer out and pop my ears off. Mm. So he's with an iPad, but I see him the whole night, nose in the iPad, adjusting stuff. Dude, it sounds great. He's walking around with a DB meter, like, like walking around this the this casino, measuring sound, like messing with the the iPad, then like sitting at a table, messing with the iPad. Now sitting at a different table, getting the mix right. Bro, it sounds fine. It's just Paula Casino. Calm down, okay. But then I'm like, yeah, I can't hear the bass. The singers are too loud. So there's the iPad on stage. Yeah. The iPad is not working. So now in my mind, I'm like, this fool has shut our mixes off. He won't let us mix because he wants to control it. So he's sitting in the audience controlling everything. Mm. And so I'm like, well, this guy just... Now the whole band is taking out their in-ears because their mix sucks. Their mix keeps changing because he won't leave it alone. He keeps adjusting stuff. Oh, yeah. I, that's a pet peeve of mine, too. Yeah. When, when sound engineers adjust gain yeah while you're playing and they don't compensate because that affects your ox your your ear levels Dude, these guys are the nicest guys they would never they're not like me they don't have a soapbox and they're not complaining about everything they're like but they're like getting irritated like the keyboard player was like dude i'm over this guy i've had problems with him before he starts saying the same i didn't talk to him before he's like He's always messing with stuff. He's always like fidgeting. He won't sit still. Like he won't. I, I get it, dude. He's ADD. Whatever. That's fine. But he's don't make us so that we can't adjust our mixes. That's why the iPad's up there. Okay. So to me, I don't understand why all these places don't just have those my mix things. Like, yeah. Like they do at um at a uh, at the zoo. They have them at they have them at a uh, Valley View. Yeah, where it's like the it's a diddle little Behringer mix and their digital mixer. You yeah. can 
click on every instrument, pan them, no, adjust I, the levels. Like you can. You Valley View has an i an uh, iPod Touch for each band member. Yeah, right. It's, it's like it's amazing. It's so much better. I mean, so like when my mix is all messed up, I can't stop playing and walk over to the iPad and adjust everything. I have to just ask one of the band members or wait until the break. Yeah. So on the break, I go over to the iPad, I start making my adjustments, and then he's walking up to the stage, it goes blank, and I'm not allowed to make any adjustments. Whoa. And I'm like this, mother blanker. No, really? I'm like, I'm going to kill this guy. And same thing, how's your guys' mix? And I'm like, you stinking idiot. Will oh. you just allow this thing to work? So then I we play the next set. He's in the audience making adjustments the whole time. Dude, we're all playing electric instruments. So whenever he's actively tweaking the mix, it cancels out. The, I guess the one on the stage. Well, he didn't go. He didn't embellish me in that way. Like he just he just kept doing his thing. So huh. finally, I had enough last night, okay. and all the musicians had had enough. Oh. So two, he never gave us our our tickets for food. So everybody's like, this is the third set now. Everybody's like, where's our food tickets? This guy's so consumed with the stinking iPad mix that he's like dropping the ball and everything else. So finally, we and I'm like, I'm pissed off because I, I don't have any bass. I have too much vocals. Like the guitar player's taking out his ears. He's like, forget it. He's like, I'm so loud I can't even hear anything else. And I can't make any adjustments. The singer keeps coming back to the iPad and making adjustments. And it's not doing anything because the iPad won't let you do anything. Oof. So I'm like, I'm going to have to talk to him. I'm like, already making my mind up. I'm not going to lash out. I'm positive, Corey. Everything's good. We're going to, you know, it's going to be fine. But I'm like, I, I got to be assertive. You know, I'm a business owner, GD it. I got to be assertive. <laughs> <laughs> so I... We end the set. You know how you have to flip the switch so that the mute, the background the house, music, the yeah. house music comes on. Well, I didn't do that because now I'm consumed with like ripping this guy a new one. Okay. So I forgot to flip the switch. So he's in the audience. I don't understand why they can't have that switch on the iPad. Exactly. Just because they they do have it on the iPad because when your set is over, he plays the music, or when your first set starts, the switch is down and he shuts the music off. So they can do it. Yeah, I never understood Stupid, that, that whole process. Not like, my responsibility. I'm not a DJ, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I see him in the audience with the iPad, nose in the iPad. Uh-huh. He's got, like, three iPads. I think one's for lights, whatever. Mm. I, iPads are beyond the point, beyond, be, beside the point. I go, I he's, he's like, so, fur- like, not furious, but, like, Frazzled. he's, like, T- trying to t- motion to me to flip the switch for the music and i'm motioning to him just come here and he's like he's like pointing and i think he's pointing at the guitar player he's like pointing like flip the switch and i'm like just come here and we're, <laughs> we're like both in this battle of like flip the switch no just come here you do my thing yeah no, you do my thing <laughs> so he he's like he shakes his head and comes to the stage and he's like i go hey i go none of us can hear we can't control our mixes, so none of us can use our in-ears. We can't hear what we're doing. I go, is there a reason why we can't do, you know, like adjust, make adjustments? And he's like, yeah, I'll be happy to tell you. Can you flip the switch first? <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes, I'll flip the switch. So I flip the switch. I'm like, can you do our mix first as I'm walking away? 
And I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. Like, now we're off to the wrong foot, you know? Oh. So I flip the switch. This bozo, he's a guy, he's a nice guy, man. But in the moment, Smith. he's a freaking bozo. Poor Schmeff, though. Schmeff. Sorry, yeah. I kept calling him Schmeff. <laughs> Schmeff. Schmeff. Oh, my God, Schmeff. Uh, he's, a, he's a sweetheart, man. He's a really nice guy. He yeah. is. Just in this moment, I was I know pretty, the guy you're talking about. Yeah, I was He's pretty, always been extremely nice. Yeah, he is. He is really nice. It's just, it's irritating. He's irritating sometimes. Okay, so go on. What so happened? he goes, I go, okay, so can you tell us why we can't make adjustments? He goes, yeah, you see that little, that little icon right there, that little button? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, when the iPad doesn't work, you have to push that button. But he's not pushing it. He's waiting for me to push it. Like I'm a little child getting a freaking tutorial on how to use the stupid iPad mixer. Oof. Like, that's, that's lame. So push that button. I'm like, oh, this one? Okay. Click. <laughs> and then see how it says DMXC2000 or whatever? Yes, I see it. He's like, okay, push that. Won't he's not doing it, dude? He's like, I'm like, bro, you love to push buttons. You're out there pushing buttons the whole night, and you're pushing my buttons right now, fool. But still, waiting for me to do it, so I push it. So see how there's a little green dot in there now. When that green dot is there, you can control everything. But when the green dot isn't there, you can't control anything. I said, how am I supposed to know that? And he's like, well, I'm telling you. And I'm like, well, look, dude. I go, I don't mess with this thing. I'm behind the drums. But everybody else in my band can't figure this out. I said, we would never be able to know that. And I'm like, so... And I'm like, but I guess we know now, right? And he's just like, well, that's why I showed you. And he, he's like, this dude is not backing down now. I'm like, uh, all right. There should have been a, I'm sorry. Oh, there. no. It, it wasn't like as heated as, as it sounds. It no, was. We but... were both being very short and assertive, though. Yeah, but his, half of his job is making sure you guys are comfortable and yeah. you can hear what you need. I don't but, care where you're at. That's half of the sound man's exactly. job. Exactly. Yeah, and don't give me an attitude when I'm asking why I can't hear my in-ears. Yeah, that's nonsense. It's nonsense. But but then again, it's like I think that was mostly because he can sense my attitude coming from him because I was pretty irritated. Yeah. But again, what's probably, your job, bro? He probably remembers that time he stopped and shouted at him. I, I don't, he doesn't seem like... Dude, I think what he's getting is that I don't take any mess. I no. like Corey don't take no mess. No, I'm not I'm not going to beat around the bush with you, dude. Like you have a job just like I have a job. And I'm trying to do my job the best I can and you're ruining that for me. I just don't understand why and the this, drums, why but. these casinos can't like spend a proper budget on their stage. They are right now. They got a crazy light rig and like yeah, smoke machines. Spend it and in stuff. all the wrong places. In all the wrong places, dude. Like he, man, just I, that place, that moonshine place, game they, changer. So right, dude. There the are staff. Everyone that works there is amazing. Yeah, sweet, really helpful. Sound engineers, spot on. Super yeah. good. Everything like, it's just such a. It's like night and day. I just don't like having to go into that gig into Paula Casino and be like, here we go. Like, I want to be happy to be here with these musicians and this yeah. great band, but this is a great band. And you know, they like, have the budget. That's what I'm saying. There's no reason they shouldn't have a personal mixer for every single spot on the stage. <laughs> exactly. And working equipment. Yes. There's no reason. So I, they make so much money. Yeah. So cut forward to the next set. The, the ears are fixed and everything's fine. He's still out there though, making adjustments. 
Uh, but I know he's doing a good job. People are coming up to us and like, man, you guys sound really great. You sounds like we're at a concert out there. I'm like, okay, cool. It didn't used to be like that, but great. So I, he came up to jazz. He was like, it was funny. He was talking directly to Jasmine and I was sitting right next to her and he was like, not looking at me. So I could tell he was like very irritated (laughs) (laughs) and like, (laughs) and so I'm like, so I was like, I'm not having that. Like, I'm not going to allow people to act dumb, you know? Like, so I'm like, Hey man, I go, Hey, Schmeff. Um, I go, that was much better. That set. thank you for helping us to figure that out. I said, now that I know that that'll be very useful in, you know, on future gigs. He's like, yeah, you know, that happens from time to time. I don't know why. And then he was like, super nice. And I was like, and I was super nice. I was like, yeah, you know, I said, it's, it was much better now. Everybody's happy. So I appreciate you helping us with that. He nice. was like, he was like, oh, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Let me know if you need anything else. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he's, I go, so man, they made a lot of changes here, a lot of upgrades. And he's like, yeah, it's been pretty crazy here. It's like, it's been, you know, it's been crazy, like getting to know all this stuff and, and how to use it. And I'm like, well, it's been some big improvements. I said, but have they thought about, or is there any talks of like getting a new drum set or a better Roland V drum kit? Cause they make really nice kits now that are like really nice, really nice. He's like, oh no, this one's new. I'm like, bro, come on. I've played the same kit for like since I started playing here years and years ago. Yeah. And he's like, no, this one's only about two years old. I'm like, for real? They've repl- I think they've replaced parts here and there. I think they replaced the module, but some of the stuff, some I of the triggers see, are old. I don't old. think that, I don't think, yeah, I feel like. I remember the, the, the old, I remember the old module. So I know they got a new brain. See, but he point. was like, cause I was like, okay. I think what he means is they've replaced some of the pads here and there. Like some of the triggers have gotten gone out and I know they have like spare, spare drums and you know, triggers out somewhere, but this overall, this thing has got to be the same. I know they've replaced some symbols and like stuff falls apart, but I'm like, this has to be the same module and the same everything. And then he was like, no, he's like, the other one is upstairs. He's like, this is a whole new one. They've only had it for two years. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's the same model though. It's but just a newer version. That's what I was saying. But why, why couldn't they upgrade to like the best, the 50 v drums? Yeah. yeah. The one, the, the kick drum that looks like a kick drum. Yeah. They're top of the line one. I'm like, no, of course. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Well, you know what? At least it's not all uses. <laughs> Dude, it's true. Dude. The bass player said that to me. He's like, you should sub for me when I play at viejas or whatever he's like when you have to play alisa's drums i'm like oh man he's like those are the worst these are like night and day yeah so whatever dude whatever it's fine it it ended up being fine i just i just this is why i'm saying adjustments need to be made on my career or my job because i i get that I'm great. Like, I can't say this enough. I'm so grateful for the work. I'm grateful for the musicians that I'm playing with. I I don't feel like I'm being limited. Like I used to feel like I'm, this sounds arrogant or whatever, but I I feel like I used to outshine a lot of the musicians that I played with. Like I was accomplishing a lot more in my career when all those guys cared about was just playing bars and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I had to make changes. So right now I feel like a lot of the things that I'm doing is like contrasting. There's a, there's a contrast of like when I do what I really do and then I have to go to work 
you know, yeah, when yeah. I do a fly out date and I'm playing with a band that I respect and I like, or my band or something. And then I play with like the schmucky metals. It's great musicians. It's the best musicians in town, but it's really not the material or the venue or the, the situation where we're forced to deal with wedding planners and stuff that it has nothing to do with the musicians or the, 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 the quality of musicians that these guys are. It has to do with like the clients that we're working for. You know, it has to do with the equipment like at Paula where it's like, I have to go in there and just kind of accept what it is and not try to make it something that it's not. I, I can't go into Paula casino and be like, I used to go in there and be like, no matter what I'd be me, I'm, I'm me, the drummer, you know, Corey, the drummer, and I'm going to perform every show. Like I'm making a statement. Yeah. <clears throat> and now it's like, I can, I can, I can't do that. You can't think like that because you can't really do what you do on those drums. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And so why am I playing that gig? Yeah. Like, that's not what I do. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to, I'm going to get paid and that's what I get out of it. And again, I'm going to get other like experiences and stuff, but you know, if somebody came there that I know, or like a drummer, that's like a fan came and saw me on those drums, I would kind of be embarrassed and like kind of trying to hide. Like, I don't want them to see me play these drums. Mm. That's not what I do. Yeah. It sounds negative, but I, I, I don't know. It makes sense to me. No, I think I understand. I I feel where you're at. Like it's um you you feel like you're feeling like you need you're unbalanced and you want to shift. Yeah. Some of the focus. So I'm not saying that I don't ever want to play at Paula Casino again. I'm just saying that those that mentality that changes your mentality. When you're a top-level drummer, you don't play those gigs. Like Thomas Lang ain't playing those V drums. He's playing V drums but not those. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm Thomas Lang. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like, that's just a working grinding drummer that goes to those places. And that's fine. I need every drummer needs those kind of gigs. There's a lot of drummers yeah. that want those gigs. I feel yeah. like I'm sp- saying nonsense, but like, I'm just saying it changes my mentality when I go there that I have to push my negative feelings aside, but those negative feelings are there for a reason. They're yeah. there for a reason because I feel like I'm selling myself short by going to there, going and doing that. Yeah, like you could be focusing on something you're more yeah. passionate about. Yeah, I'm I'm just taking the gig for the money. Yeah. And and that's fine, but it's and, and, and it's fine, you know, but it, it's it's again, it's that analogy of Wolfgang Puck like flipping burgers at Burger King and people going, Well, at least you're doing what you love to do. Yeah, but that's not what he does. Yeah. I you know. know. I, I think <clears throat> of music as food too. Sometimes like <laughs> like Doing the top forty stuff is is like fast food. Yeah, and it's like it's exactly what it is. Popular. It's got a great success. Everybody yeah. knows it. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Well, a lot of most people love it, you know, and it and it works in like every situation. Right. But what you really want is something interesting or something unique or authentic that really right. dazzles your taste buds. Exactly. It th- it like fills a void and it, it is good tasting. It makes you feel happy in your tummy. Yeah, but it's not really good for you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and then high quality food, food, you know, that's very good for you is like, this is the same thing. It's like, that's how I feel where it's like, do I never eat fast food? No, I eat it sometimes, but I try not to eat it every day. And there's some, some of the fast food places are better than others. You know, like you could be playing with the top fast food chain, you know, eating the the best fast food burger, but it's still not going to be as good as like some kind of boutique awesome bar with like a great chef or 
right sushi or you know yeah and okay here's the thing <laughs> every time i eat fast food going there seems like a great idea eating it seems okay and then afterward i'm like this was a big mistake i shouldn't have done it yeah and you're like what am i doing with my life exactly <laughs> i do feel like that i do feel like that and that's how a lot of these gigs make me feel where when they get offered to me i'm like yeah heck yeah i want to go to mcdonald's well i i never go to i wouldn't eat at mcdonald's ever I haven't eaten at McDonald's in years, but um, <laughs> heck yeah, I want to get a Beyond Burger, an Impossible Burger at Burger King. Yeah. And I have to keep constantly saying, like, even though this is plant-based, it's still not great for me. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm still not going to do that. I, I, like, every time I eat it, I'm like, man, that was delicious. But no, nah, that's not really what I eat. Yeah. That's cheating. I feel like I'm cheating right now. Like, great. I have some great gigs sprinkled in. I have some great meals sprinkled in. Uh huh. But I'm cheating on my diet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, Paula, you're great. It's great. It's fun. You get treated well. You get food. You know, the musicians are always great. The, 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 I don't know where do you get food anymore. It's a vegetarian. The noodle place. The noodle place? Yeah. Yeah. Veggie. They got kimchi fried rice. Bomb. Yeah. They got... No, it's not, actually not bomb. It's not that good. So I used to get the veggie burger nah, there, but whack. that place is gone. Yeah, I don't get the veggie. I don't... I never... I always go to the noodle house. Mm. That... Those... That pad thai that I had at the beginning of this show was from Paula. Oh. Yeah. Veggie pad thai. They'll make anything veggie. You could get steamed veggies and rice. Nice. You can get anything veggie. And they always ask you, is eggs okay? They're like, well... Good okay. to know. Yeah. Noodle House. All I, right. Anyways, Schmeff, you're all right, buddy. Just, you know, calm down a little bit. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. Oh, poor Schmeff. <laughs> <laughs> poor Schmeff. Schmeff, dude. Ugh. He actually looks more like a Schmeff than his real name. <laughs> <laughs> all right. His real name is Seth. His real name is Seth. Dude. Just kidding. Schmeff. Schmeff. <laughs> uh,. Anyways, other than that, man, it's just been, I, I don't, I, I, this is like, it's funny when I'm, I'm conscious of now, now that we've been doing this show for a few years, I'm conscious, 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 conscious. You got to give me more to work with. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> I'm conscious. Conscious. I feel like I'm saying a weird word right now. Just finish the sentence. <laughs> I'm conscious of my soapbox. I'm like always like aware of now. I'm like when they're happening, when it's happening, I'm like, oh, well, here's a soapbox right here. Self-conscious. Self-conscious. There you go. Conscious. Conscious. <laughs> I can't say it, dude. Leave me alone, Phil. I need to eat food again. Meal three. Dude, it's not. It's like barely one thirty, and I'm like on to meal three. Um, Self-conscious. Yeah. Of. Oh, here's it. Here it is. This is going to be the soapbox. Got to write this one down. And last night when that was going down, I was just like, oh, boy, this is going to be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny because, like, dude, this positive kick that I'm on, like, is changed a lot because now I'm like, dude, I don't have a soapbox. I'm just showing up on these gigs and doing it. Oh, man. Um. What are we going to call it when you just have happy stories to tell? I don't know. Corey's unsoapbox. Sparkle box. Sparkle box. <laughs> Still a soapbox like it's preaching 
preachy or something with positivity. 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 Uh, <laughs> I played with some really great musicians on Saturday. Um, yeah. There's a new singer. Like He's not a new singer in town, but he's in North County over here. His name is Dupree. Have you played with him? No. Bro, that dude yeah. is a good singer. Good. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of him. Play with that chick, Lauren. Me and Lauren haven't had like the okay. best relationship. We don't. I don't know if she, I don't think she likes me at all, which is fine. Oh, I forgot to mention Sergio came to my gig at the Moonshine. Oh, yeah? yeah, did he paint anything? No, but he had he had his his lady. Yeah, there and um, he's always his, got a his lady glorious hair. Yeah, he's a, he's the real deal. He's we've had awesome. a lot of artists on this show, like yeah. singers, painter. We've had a painter. We need to have a chef. Yeah, I mean that has nothing to do with rhythm, but I know one. <gasps> we could get him. He's a drummer too. Ooh, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Dupree, Lauren, Lauren's a good singer, man. As much as like, I don't yeah, think she, she likes is. me. I don't think she likes me. No. Um, I don't. I don't think we're each other's type of people. If that makes sense. You do have a strong personality. Yeah, and I try to just stick to myself on the gigs, like read a book or something just kind of vibe mm-hmm. out but um i know that she's uh i don't know i don't know for a fact but i'm just kind of like yeah whatever she doesn't let things get to her you know but she is a very good singer yeah i i didn't know like i didn't realize how good of a singer until i did this gig with her she's a strong singer really good nice. and Dupree is really good yeah really really good there's so many great musicians in yeah in the world, but I feel like San Diego's got a lot of really good players. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Other than that, like, so we're doing this Flog and Molly thing, Flog and Molly cruise. So no episode. So next no week. episode next week. We are taking the week off. I'm so sorry, guys. Oof, I'll have my gonna, wife with me. It's what's on vacation. Do? I know. I was thinking about doing another like bonus episode, like we did for Mexico City, but that would be really boring with me and my wife trying to vlog like audio blog yeah so could be um, fun and since i'm on a cruise ship i won't have signal so i won't be able to call you into a show they don't they don't get you the internet on the cruise ship i I think you have to pay for it oh that's whack if they do if they do then i will gladly do an episode expensive this one is all inclusive man food and alcohol is inclusive well, like, yeah, but they can't include Wi-Fi in that. I, maybe they can for the bands. Maybe there's production Wi-Fi or something. But you know, it's it's gonna, dude. I need a. I don't need a break from the show. Even though I'm working on this cruise, I'm. I mean, I'm playing. I'm playing two nights. So I'm playing like the first night. Everybody yeah. gets on the boat, and then I have the whole next day off. Saturday is off. Like we just. I'm on vacation, and then I play Sunday, and then I think we come back Monday. Mm. So. um uh, it's this is funny because it's not my wife's thing. It's like a bunch of punk bands. Like it's Flogging Molly, Pennywise, Stiff Little Fingers, Stiff Little Fingers, fa- Face to Face. Oh, I love Stiff Little Fingers. Um, some others, but I think we're like the only like ska reggae band on there. Nice. So, but my wife loves Hapcat. She loves Mariachi El Bronx. They're playing. Nice. So I think we're going to be not seeing a lot of bands and we're going to be like just doing stuff. Do like, they have a hot tub? Oh, yeah. I think they have a couple. Um, goes to the Bahamas. So we're just going to be like looking forward to going to the Bahamas on Saturday and chilling the heck out. Dang. Yeah. 
We that need sounds it. We need great. It, well, I haven't hung out with my wife. Like, it feels like a couple weeks, man. Like, we've yeah. just been working. Like, dude, my wife last week, I feel like she should have a soapbox about this. So we did this, like, we volunteer a lot for, like, our congregation stuff. We, like, we do volunteer work. But um, we volunteered for this construction site thing. We had to do security from, like, 3 in the morning until 7 in the morning. Well, um, We volunteered. They didn't ask us. We were, like, okay with it. So it was really fun. Me and me and her got to hang out and just chat it up and, you know, in the middle of the night and stuff. And we get home from that. She's like, I got jury duty. Ugh. She's like, I'm going to try to get out of it, but I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to let me out of it. They, of course, pick her. Mm. She's in jury duty for the whole week. So she gets done from that at seven in the morning, hasn't slept, and then goes straight to jury duty until five o'clock. Oof. And then, like, I'm like, what? And then she came to my gig that, that, was it that Tuesday? Yeah. Or Wednesday. She came to my gig that night. I'm like, dude, when are you going to sleep? Dang. And she's like, I'm going to go home and go to sleep now. And it's like at 10 o'clock. I'm like, dude. And then she was in jury duty all week. Uh. And, like, this dumb, boring case that was just, like, she said it was so annoying. I don't, she couldn't talk about it, obviously. But she was like, this is so boring. Mm. And... I'm like, does your job pay you for this? Because if it was me, I'd be throwing a fit. Like, I don't get paid for this. Well, you, there's options. You can, like, when they send you this, this the thing, you can be, like... You can, Extreme financial hardship? Yeah. Yeah. Which I pretty much always do, because I can't, I can't afford to take no. any time off yeah. work. I'm barely, you know... <laughs> Last like, time, uh, la- every time they, t- they send me a jury duty request, I'm leaving for a flyout. Yeah. And so it always, the jury duty always falls on the day that I'm flying out. So I always, I, this time I sent it too late, but they, I sent it, um, I sent it like I, I had to write a physical letter, say, Hey, I can't do it because of these reasons, extreme financial hardship. I can't skip one day of work or it will drastically change my work schedule or whatever. And, or my financial hardship, but I'm also flying out and I can't, stay home to go to jury duty for free. The the show won't go on without me. Yeah. You know? And so I sent them my plane ticket info and all that stuff, sent it in a letter and then it was too late, but I requested an extension uh-huh. and then I never heard, but the extension was for this month. So I have to call, I have to call that tomorrow and see what is going on because I never got another request or another summons. It was just like, okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. Whatever. (laughs) All right, man. Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. It's been a great show. It's been a great soapbox. What a great guest. Sarah Reich. Reich? I think so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's been a good episode. It's been a great episode. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry. All that music food talk. (laughs) I don't know what kind of music I'm going to eat. Are you going for cover band food or are you going for like original artistic big stage food? Somewhere in between. Probably a burrito, to be honest. So that's a good, quick gig of your own band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's me playing with Shuffle and Bang at Panama 66. That's what a burrito is. Yeah. It's not the biggest gig. It's not the one to write home to mom about, but it's a gig with my own band. It's solid. And it's, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hungry. Okay, let's go get food, dude. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Sarah. 
Go follow her, Sour Taps, at Sour Taps on Instagram. Mm. Her name, S A R A H R E I C H or S H. Shoot. Just go look it's her up. It's a C H. C H, yeah. C H. Um, Corey Kingston, K O R E Y K I N G S T O N. Phil Pardell, P A L P H I L P A R D E L L. Go follow Schmeff. <laughs> if you want your mix done right, Schmeff will help you out. Schmeff. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry, no show next week unless we can find Wi-Fi. But then we're coming in strong the week after that, fools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 61. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. Just so you know, you can hit up our archives at drumbrigade.com and listen to some great interviews with drummers like Stan Bicknell. My connection to drumming is like, uh, it's almost on the spiritual level in terms of how I feel connected to it. So it's, it's not even a question whether I play or not. It's just a matter of how I have it in my life because I have to play. Right. Um, and so going forward, uh, having my boy just made me knuckle down on any decision to do with financial stability, but then also gave me that drive to push harder in terms of my own personal development and practice and whatnot. And to be honest, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I would say that my drive for drumming is the strongest that it's ever been. Kirky B, Kirk Biscara. So I use his picks. I go in there and played that song, The Bird, and um, Jungle Love. Oh, my God. (laughs) And um, Morris Day sat at the end of the couch after I played and said, you want a job? No way. Oh, my God. And I, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Timbo from Kino. Tim Baltes. I had to walk. I was walking back from the grocery store because my brother got pissed that I ate all the asparagus. So I, had, I, I ate like two pounds of asparagus this morning. <laughs> and it was so good. I had to go and buy a couple more pounds for him so he wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest of the week. Oh. <laughs> My pee smelled like nuclear waste, all right? <laughs> Mike Dawson. The first time I subbed for him, you know, I don't know how often you guys get in fights, but that feeling of tunnel vision when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, like, defend myself right now. Yeah. That, that where the whole world just kind of turns into laser beam. That that was like three hours of the show. <laughs> I thought I was, I was in, like, a fight with Broadway for, wow. like, three hours. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Mark DiCiani. That single sentence or two started me on the path over the last 10 12 years of doing research in areas that include neuroscience neurology cognitive psychology genetics brain lateralization brain plasticity because the way that we as drummers develop motor skills is really no different than how a dancer develops motor skills and or how athletes develop skills and so our brains our nervous systems our bodies work the same way. Tosh the drummer. Guess what? I got three drum solos in the show. Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> three drum solos. Oh, my gosh. I, I, we opened the show with a drum solo. Wow. And we, and then the, right before the encore, we did, I did like a, like a five-minute drum solo. Dude. And he never once, this is the only gig I've ever had that he never once told me to change anything. I showed up and I played. I didn't, like, they told me they were like, 
don't learn the music exact because we're going to change it. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what they did. They like they changed it, and I played along, and I just figured it out. And like they never once critiqued anything I did. Tim Fig Newton. I play a lot of doubles and singles, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just try to get them clean enough to where I can, you know, kind of just float around the kit and do whatever I want. Yeah. I, I gravitate towards like weird sounding patterns and 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 things that aren't normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, people always come up to me and they're like, "Oh, your approach is so different. Like, how do you think?" to phrase these these things like that and i'm like i don't know it's just what i hear but just you know that's what comes out fredo ortiz so he shows me some licks and he's like you'll be all right man it's just like do your thing he's like actually he's like you're gonna get to be free to do whatever you want doesn't seem like they're asking you to like you know do anything specific because all the music you're doing is pretty much you know, just Latin jazz, like improv and, and jamming and just, you know, keeping it mellow. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and, and I took that and and totally did not have to apply any of that when the first show came about, which was uh, Australia and I think Melbourne. So the, the, the first tour, like, straight sent me to Australia for oh three weeks <laughs> and then another two weeks in, in Easter Asia. So that was my first time out of the country doing wow. music, you know. I mean, besides um, Yeska, like Yeska went to Finland and stuff, but okay. this was like seriously like my first time. And with the DC Boys, and they were headlining oh my this God. festival. <laughs> That's awesome. 